You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Welcome to Everything Apostolic. Well, praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodas, your host. It's so good to be with you. And I'm looking forward to uh, giving you some encouragement today from the Word of the Lord. Yes, some encouragement from the Word of the Lord. God is good. He's still on the throne. And he's still a prayer-answering God. Scripture says, His arm is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that he cannot hear. That's right. And his his ear is open unto the prayers of his people. He hears your prayers. Oh, yes, he does. Somebody once said to me, well, it feels like my prayers are bouncing off the ceiling and they're getting nowhere. Well, we feel that way maybe sometimes. We're not always feeling like we're just conquered Mount Everest. Sometimes we're in the valley and we can't seem to get up the side of that mountain. But even if we're in the valley, he's with us there as well. He's with you there in the valley when you're trying to climb up and it seems like you're doing slipping and sliding downward. And the gravel and the rocks just keep sliding and causing you to slip downward. Amen. He knows where you're at. Yes, he is a very present help. In the time of trouble. Oh, thank God. Yes, he is. I've been serving God. I've had the Holy Ghost since 1980. Oh, and I've been through some rough waters. (laughs) Yes, I've been uh, through some great trials, and possibly you have too. So we know what that's all about, don't we? And I want to say to you that may be going through a trial today, you can make it, but you've got to push. You've got to push. Amen. I said you've got to push. You cannot give up. Every every day may not be, uh, you know, feeling great. Some days are you're going to feel discouraged in the trial, but you got to keep your head above water. You got to encourage yourself in the word of the Lord, and that's what the Bible says. I believe it was David that said that he did that. He encouraged himself in the word of the Lord, and that's what we have to do. Sometimes there's nobody else there to encourage you. Maybe there's nobody else that understands. But that's all right. You can make it because God understands. He's not left you alone. He's not left you powerless. He's not left you weak. He's not left you where you cannot overcome. Praise the Lord. That's right. He is your shield and your buckler. And he will lift you up and he will build you up and encourage you. And that's why I'm speaking to you right now. That's why you're listening to this. That you might receive a little strength and a little nudge forward. Like the scripture says. Um. Amen. That if if we ask, we shall receive. That's right. Praise the Lord. And today we're going to talk about pushing a little bit more. Push, P-U-S-H. What is that? An acronym. You've probably heard of the acronym. Pray until something happens. Pray until something happens. You can't accept your circumstances as permanent. Don't accept that trouble that it's the will of God. Don't accept 
this dilemma and this sickness as this is what God wants for my life. No, no, no. God does not want that. You say, well, why does God allow it to happen? Well, it's not about God allowing it to happen. We live in a fallen world. We live in a sin nature and Adam sinned with Eve. And because of that, the rest of the world has suffered and will continue to suffer until the return of the Lord. But the good news is when Jesus came, he was that and is that second man, Adam, and has restored and restored unto us the word of reconciliation. He's restored unto us, us his word, his power, his authority that we can walk. It doesn't mean we're not going to have trouble. Sure, because we're still in a fallen world, but though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. He said, if you walk in the, you know, walk in the spirit, let us live in the spirit. So we are to walk and live in the spirit in this fallen world. Praise God. So let's talk about praying until something happens. I've got a two powerful passages I'm going to share with you today. And uh, you may be aware of these passages. You may have read them. Maybe, uh, you, maybe you love them as well. But very encouraging passages. I'm going to share with you how I see it. And the first one is in Acts chapter 10, verse one. Pray until something happens. Push. The devil's pushing at you. You've got to push back. Uh, the world is pushing against you. You've got to push back. Trials and sickness and disease and temptations and demon powers, they push against us. But we've got to push back in Jesus' name. Pray until something happens. Acts 10, verse 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian Band. A devout man. Oh, yeah. Cornelius was a devout man. And one that feared God with all his house. He taught his household how to fear God. He taught his wife and his kids that we've got to live for God. We've got to fear God. We have to walk with God. And which gave much alms to the people. He helped the poor constantly, didn't he? And prayed to God always. He was always praying to God. He prayed to God always. He knew how to push. He was praying to God always. Not sometimes. See, for some people, prayer is like a spare tire. They pull it out when there's a flat, when there's trouble, they open their trunk. For some people, they don't even know where their spare tire is. Well, prayer should not be our spare tire. Prayer should be your steering wheel. Prayer should be the guide because prayer moves God. That's right. Prayer moves God. God has set it up that men would pray. He has set it up that you will pray, that you will talk to him. This is not a one-sided uh, relationship, and prayer is a relationship. And if you don't have a daily re prayer life, I would really, really strongly cons uh, encourage you to begin praying every day. If it's nothing but 15 minutes, you know, lock yourself in a room and pray for 15 minutes then increase that and increase that some more in time, increase it more and more until you are praying until you don't want to pray. Praise God and pray till you can't pray anymore. Pray until something happens. Now look what it says here. And he, at the end of verse 10 at, or at the end of verse two, chapter, chapter 10 of Acts and prayed to God always. This is Cornelius, a devout man. He feared God. 
he saw in a vision, evidently, about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius, that's what the angel said. See, now look at here. And when he looked on him, verse 4, he was afraid and said, oh, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Now, he goes on and tells them to go find Peter. Peter's going to tell you what you need to do. Now, understand something here. You, you may realize this, but just in case you don't. Cornelius did not have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was given in Acts chapter 2. He didn't have it. Cornelius was a Gentile. Um, Cornelius was not baptized in Jesus' name. Bap baptism in Jesus' name had been around years at this point. But he had not been baptized in Jesus' name. He had not had the Holy Ghost. Does that mean he was ready for heaven? No, not at all. But he was a devout man. He was a man seeking after God. But let me show you what God does for a man that doesn't have all the truth. Let me show you what God does to a man, for a man that doesn't know the truth. Okay, but look at Cornelius. He was a devout man, verse 2. Verse 2, also he feared God. Verse 2 also says he gave much alms to the people. And verse 2 says he prayed to God always. Listen to this. Many people that are born again of the water spirit don't, don't do that. No, that's sad to say. You know, that's sad to say. But uh, this is but see, this is what prayer gets you. This is what prayer gets you. When you do like Cornelius, with the Holy Ghost, without the Holy Ghost, you've got to have, you've got to have the Holy Ghost, and you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. We know that. We know that. That's Acts 2.38. We know you've got to be born of the water and of the Spirit. But Cornelius did not have this at the point, at this point in his life. But, but in the vision, he saw a vision, verse 3, a vision, okay? Then an angel came to him. Look at that, verse 3 also. Then an angel came to him and spoke to him. He didn't just see an angel. He didn't just have a vision, but an angel came and spoke to him and called out his name. All right. And, and when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? Then he said unto him, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. The angel said, go find Peter and he's going to tell you what you ought to do. God is going to reward the man like Cornelius all right, if you're that man or you're that woman, you're that young person, okay, God will reward you for your secret prayers, your secret fasting. When you pray until something happens, you keep pushing and you push and you push and you push in the spirit. See, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force, Jesus said. What? The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, right? That's right. And the violent, you've got to be violent in prayer. And I don't mean you get mad and get angry. That's not what that means. But there is a sense in prayer. There is a determination. There is a, there is a bodaciousness about a person that can get this and get a hold of this, uh, pursuing God in prayer. I'm telling you what, God's going to come to you. God's going to come to you where you are. Oh, yes, he is. He's going to find you. And if it be an angel or a prophecy, however it comes, and God's going to say, listen, your prayers, your alms, your fasting, your seeking after me has got my attention. That's right. It's come up as a memorial. It, it is just like, 
uh, that smoke signal that keeps coming up. <laughs> I can see that thing. I can, my phone keeps ringing off the hook. My phone's ringing off the hook and you won't stop ringing my phone. So he picks up that phone and he answers and says, Cornelius, what can I do for you? Or he calls out your name and says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be open unto you. Oh yes, hallelujah, you've got to push. It's not time to give up. It's not time to quit praying for that loved one. Listen, you, you, might, you might be dead and gone a year from now. I might be dead and gone a year from now, but you know what? Your prayers are not gonna die. Your prayers are gonna circle around those individuals you're praying for. Those, that son and that daughter and those grandkids, whoever you're praying for, you could die and leave this world and go on to meet your reward. But let me tell you something, those prayers are gonna live on. Praise God, those prayers don't die with you. Oh, God has saved plenty of people that went on and died. and But God has saved those family members because of those years and years of praying. And don't you quit praying and don't you stop believing. Praise God. My mother died oh, a year and a half ago. And you know what? She served God many years, died at age of 90. But let me tell you something. She prayed a many, a many prayer for her kids. Many a prayer. Oh, and her grandkids, and I believe there's some of them, I don't know how many, but I believe that God is knocking on their door and some of them is going to come to God and some of them is going to serve God because those prayers, those, those prayers are alive and well, praise God and keep on praying, my friend. Don't stop. Don't stop praying in Jesus name because he's going to reward those prayers. You've got to pray until something happens. You've got to keep on that firing line. You've got to keep on with God and keep praying and, and, and make it happen through prayer and through faith and persistence and pursuing after God in Jesus name. I want you to hold on here for a quick, important message. I want to make sure that you knew about my book called the urgent need of the hour. The subtitle is revival praying. Hi, this is Charles Rodis. If your prayer life needs reviving or you want to learn how to pray intercessory prayer and break through with great answers to prayer, I do encourage you to get this book. Now, I do want to read you a few testimonies. Now, a lady by the name of T. Bright writes, after reading this, I have a better understanding and drive to pray. And Christy W. writes, the chapter through the veil will make you put this book down and pray immediately. Great points of help all throughout this book. Brandon C says, this is an absolutely incredible resource that will light a fire under you. One more, Shelley says, other than the Bible, of course, this is one of the most important books I've ever read. Such wisdom and knowledge. Now, you can get The Urgent Need of the Hour on Amazon, or you can get it on my website at charlesarotis.com. Well, I hope you take a look at it. God bless. Well, praise the Lord. We're back here, and we're going to Luke chapter 11, and we're going to take a look at a passage here. Jesus talking. We're on the subject of PUSH, P-U-S-H, the acronym, pray until something happens. And again, I appreciate you joining in with us here at Everything Apostolic. 
And um, again, if you don't mind, give us a five-star rating there if you feel like we are worthy of that. And uh, that helps the algorithms and other people to find the truth because, yes, we're preaching this apostolic message. We're preaching the truth. And uh, I don't know about you, but I want to spread the word. Amen. And ring that bell. There's a bell there. Uh, at least there is on Spotify, if you're listening by Spotify, and there's other platforms as well. But some of them have a bell where you can ring and be notified uh, when we uh, upload a new podcast. So let's go to Luke chapter 11, and uh, we're going to begin reading at verse 5. Verse 5, And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight? Midnight? I'm, I'm conked out by midnight. I don't know about you. Some of you all-nighters like to stay up to 2 or 3 o'clock, and we're not me, boy. Never really was much for that. And shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. Well, he was traveling. I, I've done that. Sure, I've traveled past midnight. That's what this man was doing. Got to his friend's house and said, Lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine in his journey has come to me. Mm -hmm. That's what he was talking about, his friend that was traveling. And I have nothing to set before him hmm, at midnight. <laughs> They're hungry. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. Now at midnight, there's a lot of ways we could take this passage here, this this story that Jesus told, more or less a parable, I guess we could say. But it's all about teaching us the importance of praying until something happens, not giving up. You say, well, I prayed about it several times and it didn't happen. Well, honey, child, you, you might have to pray about it uh, for months. Some things I've been praying about for years and still haven't seen it happen. But you know what? I've got a picture in my mind and you've got a picture in your mind that very thing happening. Oh, I've got some loved ones I'm praying for. Sometimes I'm at church and you know what I'm doing at church while I'm worshiping the Lord. I, I picture them in my mind standing next to me or maybe out in front of me with their hands up talking in tongues. Yeah, some of them never had the Holy Ghost, not living for God. But you know what? Mm -hmm. That's what I do. I picture in my mind and I begin to rejoice over what I see in, my, in, in the eye of faith because they're coming in in Jesus' name. That's right. You've got to believe in your prayers and you've got to keep praying. You might be praying for something, yes, for years, but you don't give up and you claim that thing. You claim it and you speak positive and you believe. Don't let your faith waver. Don't be like a wave of the sea that's driven with the wind and tossed, but have a steadfastness in your faith and in your asking. Don't speak negative things. Don't let negative words come out of your mouth. Don't let negative things come, come out of your mouth about the people you're praying for. Don't ever say, well, I don't know if they're ever going to be saved. I don't know if God's ever going to do. No, we don't talk like that. Why? Because that is a that is doubt. That is unbelief. And when you speak it, you give it power. When you speak it, you, you, you when you give it voice, you give it authority in your life. Oh, no. That's why we're going to speak the word. That's why we're going to say what Jesus said. Oh, hallelujah. So at midnight. Mm hmm. You're knocking on your friend's, your neighbor's door, and you're saying, hey, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to feed him. He's knocking. 
Yep. Come on, open that door. Open that door, somebody. Open that door, somebody. I need somebody to open that door. He's got both hands pounding on that door. And sometimes that's what you got to do in prayer. You got to get both fists and you got to pound on heaven's door. You got to pray until something happens. You got to push and keep pushing. You got to get that door open. You're going to have to knock, 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 knock on that door until something happens in Jesus' name. You got to pray until something happens. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. God's not saying to you, but God is using a negative situation as a contrast to how he will do it because he's not going to do it that way. Praise God. He wants you to be persistent. He wants you to keep knocking. He wants you to keep asking because you're going to receive. That door is going to be, it's going to open. If it didn't open the first, second, third time, whatever, just keep on pushing. Keep on praying until something happens in Jesus' name. Command that door to open. Command in Jesus' name that door to open. Speak to it. Say, well, you can't do stuff like that. Well, Jesus talked to a tree. If Jesus talked to a tree, okay, and he cursed it. The disciples heard it, the Bible says. The next day they came by and they saw the tree was withered up by the roots. It died from the root. That's right. You got you to gotta speak to that situation. Speak to it. Speak to that cancer. Co command that disease to die by the root. Command it in Jesus' name to die by the root. In Jesus' name. That's right. Praise God. In verse 8, I say unto you, Though he will not rise and give him. Watch this. Watch this. Though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend. No. Being a friend don't mean nothing. Being his neighbor don't mean anything. They're friends. They're buddies. They, they hang out. They do stuff for one another. They do anything. But not this, not this time because he's not going to open the door because he's his friend. No. Yet because of his importunity will he rise and give him as many as he needeth because of his importunity. Oh, hallelujah. There's something about importunity you can you know how you spell importunity you spell it p-u-s-h push you keep praying until something happens that's how you spell importunity p-u-s-h pray until something happens you don't give up you don't quit yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him as many as he needeth that's right oh hallelujah there's your answer my friend there's your answer right there we give up too easy on god oh some of you are prayer warriors and you have prayed and prayed and prayed, and God is going to open up those vials with all the prayers that have been saved, all those prayers. That's right. You're, every one of your prayers are being written down. Every one of your prayers are being written down. Every one of those tears are in his tear bottle. And one day he's going to, one day he's just going to tip that tear bottle out. Amen. And he's going to answer your prayers. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he will not because of his, he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. Oh, there's some power and importunity. See, you don't see it the first time. You've got to have some importunity. You've got to pray until something happens. That word importunity, I encourage you to look it up. Look up the word importunity. Oh, if you've got importunity, you, you know, that is, you, you can stress out an individual. If you just had a child, maybe your son, daughter, little child, grandchild, whoever, just want that toy at the store and they just bug you and you want to just whoop them. You feel like you just, you, they've asked you to, you drive you nuts. 
Okay, and just like, my goodness, would you stop already? Throw the toy in the cart. Let's get out of here, you know, because they're driving you crazy. Well, have you ever given in like that? Uh, well, I, I guess I have. And you know what? God God loves that. God is not a hard taskmaster. He's not hard with it to deal with, but he loves relationship. Oh, he loves, he loves relationship. Yes, he does. And he loves that constant coming to him. Oh, yes, he does. Because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. Look at verse 9. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Praise God. What a promise. See, when you ask, ask, then you seek, and then you knock. You know, if... if, if uh, your friend says to you, I want you to come to my house and I have something for you. I bought you something. I want to bless you. Say, oh, okay. All right. Then you ask for his address. You ask for his address. All right. And then with his address, then you punch it in the GPS because you don't know the area. And then you seek for his home. You get there. You you get to his home. You get out of your car. And what do you do? Then you knock on his door. And I've been in sales for all my life, just about all my life in insurance sales. And I have drove from drove 30 minutes to an appointment sometimes almost an hour and after i had confirmed the appointment before i left there have been times that people would not answer the door unbelievable can you imagine somebody treating somebody like that what in the world i knock on that door i knock on that door you know what i do then i go over to big picture window the big picture window right over to the left i'm standing on the porch right they're not i've been knocked out five ten minutes been knocking on the door all right. I go to the big picture window and I, with my knuckles, I'm, I'm smacking on that window. Crack, 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 crack. I'm knocking on that window. Don't come to the door. I walk down the driveway. Okay. I just bang on a window, going down the driveway, bang on another window, go to the back door. I, hey, I dropped 30. What do I got to, I might get shot, <laughs> but Hey, they know I'm there. They, they, they made an appointment with me. Go to the back door. Guess what? They was in the kitchen the whole time and didn't hear me. Sometimes you just got to keep on. You got to keep on knocking. You got to knock on that door. You got to knock on them windows. You got to knock on them side windows. You go up to the back door. You go up to that creaky porch. Oh, that dog barking in the backyard, that pit bull barking at you, wanting to get loose from that chain that he's on. Oh, and you're looking around your shoulder at him. And, you're, and now you're smacking on that back door. Praise God. And what happens? The door is opened. Hallelujah. The door is open. You prayed until something happened. You pushed, you knock. Amen. You ask, you seek and you knock and the door is open. The answer comes. Well, praise the Lord, my friend. I'm so thankful for you today and for just being part of everything apostolic. And, uh, Again, give us a five-star rating if you don't mind. And uh, until next time, this is Brother Rodas, and just stay tuned for one last message. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarotis.com. There you will find Pastor Rotis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.